your associations in life affect all of your outcomes. Seven seven five six. The power of pursuit. Part two. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. We welcome all of you joining us by television, and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com and Facebook Live. Delighted to have you to tune in and stream us and be with us in today's service would like to share just a little humor. A lady was shopping with her husband and he asked her not to buy any new clothes. But she found a dress and she liked it so much she bought it in secret. A couple of days later the husband discovered it and he was really upset. She told him that when she tried it on it looked so good that Satan tempted her to buy it and she just couldn't resist. Well he said why didn't you do what the scriptures say? And say, get behind me, Satan. She said, I did. And he told me it looked even better from a distance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're doing part two of something we started last time entitled The Power of Pursuit. The Power of Pursuit. And this is something in reference to the power of putting yourself in motion, going toward your dreams or going toward the promises of God or going toward your healing or going toward a happy marriage or your health or a financial breakthrough, whatever it is that you need to pursue in your life. We're talking about this powerful biblical principle of the power of pursuit I loved something that John Mason said. He said, pursuit changes everything. It captivates your heart. It increases your momentum. It unleashes focus and brings astonishing results. There's something about pursuit. And the Bible highlights so many different individuals in particular situations where the power of pursuit brought great results in their lives. It yielded great results and they obtained exactly what they set out for. And I believe the Bible highlighted them to highlight the tenacity, to highlight the determination. There is something about having a determined will where you refuse to give up, you refuse to let go, you refuse to take no for an answer. You do whatever it takes And there's something in that determined will and that tenacity and in that pursuit that the Bible highlights for us. And it's such a powerful, powerful principle in this power of pursuit. We see in Scripture there are several instances where we see certain individuals. We see Elisha pursuing Elijah. And he was so determined to pursue Elijah And Elijah, on his last day on earth, Elijah told Elisha, he said, you wait here. 
while I go to this certain place. And Elisha said, no, 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 I can't, I can't. He said, I'm going with you. And there was another place, same day, Elisha was going. He said, you wait here while I, and Elisha said, no, no, I'm going with you. And he did it three times, and he did it three times. He said, I'm going with you, I am going with you. And finally, after Elijah saw this pursuit that Elisha had of him, Elijah finally turned and asked me, he said, what is it that I can do for you? What is it that you want? What is it that you're after? Why are you pursuing me? And I believe that certain people in life, before a deposit is made or before something is granted, sometimes the test of pursuit is the test that is given. And I believe, you know, before Elijah asked him, what is it I can do for you? What is it that you're after? He wanted to test to see how bad he really wanted it. He wanted to test his desire. I recall, I have a good friend of mine, he told me not too long ago, he said, when I started my business, he said, Evander Holyfield actually gave me $40,000 to start my business. And he told me the story. He said, now, he didn't just give me the money. He said, when I first went to him, and was introduced to him. He said there were a series of things that he asked me to do. And he said they had nothing at all to do with, you know, what I was coming to him about, but there were some things he wanted me to do. And he said, I realize now that what he was doing, he was testing my pursuit. He wanted to see how serious I was. He wanted to see what I was made out of. He wanted to see how determined I was. And he said I successfully completed the things he asked me to do which didn't even relate to the endeavor I was doing, but he saw something in me, and as a result of that, he invested $40,000, and I was able to start my business. And so I believe that there are times where we are tested to see how bad we really want it. We are tested to see what we're willing to do, what we're willing to go through to get it, what type of tenacity and what type of determination we have with certain things in life. And I believe that even God himself He looks at us to see the determination in our hearts, to see how bad we really want it, to see how we are pushing ourselves and what we are willing to do. I believe that gets his attention. I believe that gets his attention. And so Elijah, when he recognized the tenacity of Elisha, he said, if you see me when I'm taken up, then your request will be granted. And sure enough, Elisha was there when Elijah was taken up. His mantle fell to the ground and Elisha was there to grab it. And he received a double portion of that anointing that he was after in the life of Elijah. And so that we see the proof of pursuit there in his life. The proof of desire is pursuit and we see that. We talked about last time that you'll never possess what you are unwilling to pursue. You'll never possess what you are unwilling to pursue. And then we also see in the life of Ruth... Ruth was in a relationship with her mother-in-law and she too had the same sense of pursuit. She had the same attitude of pursuit. She pursued her mother-in-law. There's something about it. She was compelled to stay with her. So she felt that her destiny was with her. Her purpose was with her. Her calling was with her and she refused. Once again, Naomi told her to go home. And she says, no, where you go, I will go. 
Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Now, she was determined. She was determined. Now, there was another woman, another daughter-in-law that Naomi had. And when Naomi told her to go home, she went home. (laughs) And I think the Bible shows us that, that you can have two individuals where one person doesn't want it. They don't see it. They don't have any get up and go in them. They don't have the drive and the determination and they'll quit and they'll go home. And so one of the daughter-in-laws, she went home. But it was Ruth who pursued and it was Ruth who got the blessing. It was Ruth who got the blessing. She got the promise and she became the great-grandmother or the grandmother or the great-grandmother. I can't remember which one it is, but she became the grandmother or the great-grandmother of King David. It was Ruth who got the blessing. And not only that, she married the wealthiest man in town. So she got a wealthy husband on top of that. See, but she was willing to pursue. She was willing to pursue. So I believe God shows us these things just to show the power of pursuit when you're willing to get up and to do something. And this is how we defined it. We said that pursue is to follow in an attempt to capture, to chase something with the goal of obtaining and possessing it to go after it. And I want you to notice in each of these instances, whether it's Naomi and Ruth or whether it's Elijah and Elisha, uh, we also see it in the life of Zacchaeus and Jesus. He was pursuing Jesus, and we'll talk about that hopefully a little later on. But here's a principle that we learn from looking at the lives of these individuals is that your associations in life affect all of your outcomes your associations in life affect all of your outcomes it was the association that Elisha had with Elijah that changed his life it was the association that Ruth had with Naomi that changed her life it was the association that Zacchaeus had with Jesus that changed his life. Your associations in life will affect all of the outcomes of your life. And so this principle of pursuit is something so powerful. It really speaks of uh, having this tenacity and this determination where you're not going to quit at the first sign of trouble, where you won't allow obstacles to stop you where you refuse to be denied and you refuse to take no for an answer. And I like the way one translation put it. It's a proactive and it's purposeful. It's proactive. Everybody say proactive and purposeful. This is what pursuit is in your life. It's proactive. So you're not waiting on something, but you're going after something. This proof of desire is proactive in your life and is purposeful in your life. I brought a little video that kind of speaks along these lines from Les Brown. And if A.V., if you have that video, you can roll it. said simply this, that if you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it, if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, And if you gladly sweat for it and fret for it and plan for it and lose all your terror 
of the opposition for it. And if you simply go after that thing that you want with all of your capacity, strength and sagacity, faith, hope and confidence, and stern pertinacity, if neither cold poverty, famish or gold, sickness or pain or body and brain can keep you away from the thing that you want, if dogged and grim you besiege and beset it, with the help of God you'll get it. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, that's the power of pursuit. There's something about that quality that gets God's attention. There's something about that quality that gets his attention, and it's the power of pursuit. Someone said that when you're willing to do what others want, you will have what others don't. When you're willing to do what others want, you will have what others don't. And that's what separates you from the crowd. When you're willing to do whatever it takes... And you accept no excuses. You accept no excuses. Well, here's seven things that I gave you last time. Seven things from studying these different accounts of pursuit throughout Scripture. I just sort of listened to the Holy Spirit and I just wrote down seven things that I noticed that all of these accounts had in common. Or it was a common thread that ran throughout the Scriptures in the lives of people who were determined. In the lives of people who were passionate People that had this passionate pursuit in the lives of people that wouldn't take no for an answer. And people that held on and people that forced a way when there was no way. People that found a solution when there was no solution. And there's just something about that. It almost places a demand. It places a demand. There's something from the Spirit of God that we're able to have on the inside of us that it literally places a demand. And it causes something to spring forth. It causes something to happen that otherwise would not have happened. It causes you to obtain something that otherwise you never would have obtained. It's this desire, this power of pursuit. You know, I'm thinking about the four lepers. These four lepers were sitting outside of the city of Samaria. The whole city was starving to death, and they were sitting right outside the city. And there was no food in the city, so everybody was just starving. So these little lepers, they were sitting outside the gates of the city, and they were starving to death, and they were looking at each other, and they were just losing weight, and they were emaciating away. And finally, one of them said, you know, if we sit here, we're going to definitely die. They said, why don't we go over into the enemy's camp and see if we can sneak us some food? And one of them said, well, somebody might find us or catch us and we'll be killed. He said, but if we sit here, we're going to die anyway. (laughs) He said, if we're going to die, we might as well die trying. We might as well go for it. We might as well. We don't have anything to lose. And so one of the lepers said that pursuit, the power of pursuit rose up on him. He said, let's do it, man. Let's do it. And so when they got up and started going toward the enemy's camp, and I want you to see this, God amplified their steps. And so these four lepers now sounded like an army of 400,000. And so the enemy heard it and they got up and left. The enemy left. But I want you to see that God didn't amplify their steps until they start taking some. God can't direct your steps if you're not taking any steps. You got to give God something to amplify. It's when they got into motion. It's when they started moving. It's when they made up their mind that they were going to pursue food and they were going to seek to live. And there's something about it. It literally places a demand on the Holy Spirit. 
When that power of pursuit is operating in your life, it places a powerful demand. And they got over in the camp and everybody was gone and they had themselves a good time. <laughs> Man, they had themselves a good time. But all because they decided to get up and do something. They decided to take a risk. Well, let me give you my seven things. These are the seven things the Holy Spirit just kind of highlighted to me. I shared them last week, but I'm going to share them again. Seven things the Holy Spirit kind of shared with me concerning this power of pursuit and all of the scriptural accounts that I've studied. These are some of the things that you'll find that run in common that speaks to our lives today, speaks to us today. Number one, know exactly what you want. Know exactly what you want. Know exactly what you want. Number two, put forth continual effort. Put forth continual effort. Purposeful effort. Not pitiful effort. Purposeful effort. Put forth purposeful effort on a continual basis. Now I want you to get this principle. Increase comes by action. Everybody say that with me. Increase comes by action. Increase comes by action. If you want to increase in your life, you need to take some action. Increase comes by action. Increase doesn't come by wishing. Increase comes by action. Increase comes by action. Action always leads towards solution. Correct action, purposeful action, leads us toward solutions. Purposeful action leads us toward solutions. Ask yourself this question. What can I do today? What can I do today? God can only bless what you do. He can't bless what you intend to do. God can only bless what you do. What can I do today? What can I do today? What can I do today? I like something that Zig Ziglar said. Zig Ziglar said, he said, I would rather be completely exhausted from doing the hard things which breed success than well rested from achieving nothing. What can I do today? You want to pursue a better marriage? What can you do today? What kind of pursuing attitude do you have? You should be trying to Get a counseling session with me, with Pastor Nathaniel, Pastor James. You should be trying to read every marriage book you can. You should be trying to attend every marriage seminar you can get into. You should be pursuing. What are you doing? What can you do today if you want to change your marriage? If you want to change your health? I have a friend right now. He texted me early this morning. He said, I just arrived in Houston, Texas. He's going to one of the top medical treatment centers in the country, MD Anderson. Well, he has cancer and he's not just sitting at home wishing that he was well. He's been pursuing. He's driven. I don't know how many miles, but he's driven probably a thousand miles to get to Houston, Texas, seeking his healing. And I said, son, you pursue your healing. You don't let anybody stop you. Don't take no for an answer. Don't take no for an answer. He lived in a small hometown, and the doctors in his hometown couldn't do anything for him. And he said, well, I need to find a bigger place where maybe somebody can do something for me. That's a pursuing attitude. you got to have a pursuing attitude. you got to get up and go get it. Go turn to your neighbor and say, get up and go get it. you got to get up and go get it. you got to get up and go get it. Go get it. Man, get up and go get it. So I love his attitude. He's not waiting on healing to come find him. He's going after it. 
you'll find that, you know, many of the spectacular cases where Jesus really highlighted, it was people who came after him. They didn't, Jesus didn't go to their house. He didn't make house call. He didn't knock on the door and say, excuse me, is anybody here sick that needs healing today? You, <laughs> you don't find that in scripture. There was one person he healed in the house and that was Peter's mother-in-law. And the only reason he healed her in the house because Jesus just happened to be stopping by the house. <laughs> and he wanted a sandwich. Now, I'm ad-libbing. I'm throwing this into the scripture. This is not in the scripture. I'm throwing this in the scripture. Jesus wanted a sandwich. And could nobody make the sandwich like mama? Peter's mama-in-law could make a sandwich. However, she couldn't make it because she was sick. And so Jesus said, let me see what I can do about this because I want my sandwich. And he healed her. She got up and she went to the kitchen. (laughs) But that's the only time we really find Jesus making a house call. No, when people wanted to be healed, they wouldn't have found him. They went and found him. Woman risked her life, got out in the crowd. She got to the point where she said, you know what? I don't care what folks say. I need to be healed. I don't care how I look. And so that's it, pursuing that. Let me finish giving you my thing. I'm out of time. Let me finish giving you my seven points. We left off on number two. (laughs) We left off on number two. (laughs) So we said, number one, know exactly what you want. Number two, put forth continual effort or purposeful effort. Number three, explore possibilities. Try some different ways. Explore possibilities. Try some different ways. If one way doesn't work, try another way. Number four, be flexible. Be willing to adjust along the way. Be willing to adjust along the way. When the woman came to Jesus for her daughter's healing, Jesus initially told her no. She had to adjust. She had to be flexible. She didn't get offended. She adjusted herself. So you got to be willing to adjust. You got to be willing to adjust along the way. Be flexible. Number five, look for ideas. Be resourceful. Be creative. Number six, be willing to take some risk. Be willing to take some risk. Number seven, don't quit. Number seven, don't quit. And let me give you this and then I'm done. I just happened to be reading something by Brian Tracy, and it was called How to Be Lucky. And he also gave seven tips, and I was kind of amazed because his seven tips were very similar to the seven tips the Holy Spirit had given me about this power of pursuit. Let me give you the seven he gave on how to be lucky. Number one, he says you need to have clarity. You need to define your purpose. Number two, you need activity need to take action and develop a sense of urgency. Number three, you need mastery, need to increase your knowledge. Number four, you need energy, need to work harder. Number five, you need personality. Be positive, be cheerful, be optimistic. Say that with me. Be positive, be cheerful, be optimistic. Don't talk negative about people. Don't talk negatively about people. Don't talk negatively about yourself. Don't talk fear. Don't talk doubt. Don't talk unbelief. Don't talk sickness. Don't talk poverty. Don't talk failure. No, be optimistic. Be cheerful. Be positive. Number six, he said, honesty and integrity. 
inspire trust. Have honesty and integrity that inspires trust. Number seven, intensity. Intensity. You have to want it more than the rest of the people. Sounded very similar to the seven things the Holy Spirit gave me on the power of pursuit throughout the scriptures. Well, I'm out of time. Those of you who are watching us on television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this series in its entirety, absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part two of the series titled The Power of Pursuit by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7756. That's 7756. To listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 7756 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the world.